Welcome to Market Street to Main Street, AIM's legislative episodes of the Hometown Innovations podcast and a supplement to our e-newsletter, Legislative Summary. During the legislative session, this weekly podcast series will offer a rundown of what happened at the State House and important legislative action and issues our members need to know about. You'll hear AIM's expectations for the upcoming week and the team's strategy for addressing critical legislation. Hi, welcome to Market Street to Main Street podcast series, AIM's legislative episodes of the Hometown Innovations podcast. As always, joining me today are AIM CEO, Matt Greller, and AIM's top lobbyist, Jenna Bentley. Matt, Jenna, welcome. Thanks, Jennifer. Thanks, Jennifer. Been a pretty big week um, at AIM. We held this week our boot camp for newly elected municipal officials. Along with that, we had a special day for council members for the first time ever, a special day for clerk treasurers and fiscal officers. Um, we had over 700 individual attendees over the, the three days this week, which is really an incredible number, a great time for us to meet a lot of new people, uh, to provide lots of education. Matt, um, maybe just reflect on the week, uh, compare maybe with previous NEOs and just offer some thoughts coming off such a big week. Yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I think it's always refreshing to have that many newly elected folks in one spot to see their energy, their enthusiasm. You know, as we go through this podcast, it's legislatively focused. We certainly had a lot of discussion this week at boot camp about the legislature and how to engage with legislators. I think one of my favorite outcomes of the week, very small, but pretty cool. Uh, Hebron had their entire town council uh, in, in Indianapolis this week. They made it a point to, uh, as a group, go over and meet with their state senator, uh, Ed Charbonneau, post some pictures online, have a great conversation. And it was just that first step, I think, in, in building uh, communication with their legislators and, and so forth. So that was just a really fun progression through the week to see that happen and have that be the outcome. Yeah, that's really great. And Jenna, I feel like I heard more people um, say to me or heard them say to another AIM staff member that they wanted to get engaged in the legislative process or, you know, how do I learn more about that? How can I be more engaged? It just seemed like there was a decent volume of folks that were interested in in learning more. Absolutely, and my uh, email inbox backs that up. I have, I think, like 15 emails from newly elected officials who either like attended our workshop on getting involved at the state house or who heard about our advocacy efforts, um, asking, you know, can you set up a meeting with my legislator or. We have um, suggestions on like this type of cleanup. And so we already have like fresh ideas on what we call our operational initiatives. So I'm really excited about it. Um, I think it's an opportunity to take a fresh look at the Indiana Code and how municipalities are run and work with members of the General Assembly. So those of you who emailed me know that I'm working through it. Um, and I'll get back to you this week because it really is important um, to have our members talking to their legislators from, you know, essentially day one. Um, so I'm really excited to, to get the ball rolling and, and take advantage of the, the interest um, mm -hmm. from our membership. 
Yeah, you know, this is insignificant to the actual substance of the week, but we all logged a lot of miles, like, uh, you know, probably getting our steps in by noon over at the convention center in the Westin. But you, Jenna, were doing that and running back and forth to the state house. Like, are you sore today? <laughs> I like, I kid you not, my calves are so sore. I was, you know, I was wearing shoes with heels got to look professional for our members and over at the state house and I woke up and I'm like my calves haven't burned this much since I first started working out years ago so yes it, it uh, it's taken a toll um but I was glad to be able to to do both and meet some of our new members while also obviously needing to be uh, at the state house yeah no it was incredible it really was um let's keep on with the state house obviously um Jenna what were some significant happenings over there this week? I know we talked last week about committees starting up really quickly, and it sure looks like that continued this week. Yeah, I think on Wednesday, there were 15 committees total on one day. So I think that was definitely a day of just trying to manage and 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 see what local government bills were moving I'd say it's always really important to pay attention to Senate local government, which is on Thursday mornings, typically. So that was a big one for us this week. There were four bills scheduled to be heard, um, but really we only got through two of them. Um, there was one bill dealing with eminent domain that I think there were two hours worth of testimony and I'm fairly certain I was up there for an hour of it. It may have only been 15 to 30 minutes, but it <laughs> felt like an hour. <laughs> and then you had to testify on a bill right after, correct? So I mean, yeah, basically uh, part of the committee this week. Her, correct. I, I think Senate local governments used to seeing me up there. Uh, the second bill at least was something that we can, um, I think, have a agreement on. We just wanted to get some clarification on an amendment. But the first one, certainly a, a difference in opinion on uh, between us and the chairman of the committee. So certainly one for our members to pay attention to dealing with eminent domain, but it did get recommitted to tax and fiscal. You know, we, and we touched on this last week, but probably should each week or close to it, the, what I think everyone's calling the big issues, you know, property taxes, other taxes, road funding. You know, we, we keep hearing that that's a 2025 issue because we have these significant task forces and committees yet we're still seeing those bills still pop up and and get some real conversation behind them so are they going to move something this session or or no you know i hesitate to make any guarantees about what the general assembly is going to do but i can tell you what i know based on the conversations i've had so when it comes to road funding I do think much of the conversation is going to happen this interim and into 2025. However, the chair of roads um, on the House side, Representative Pressel, is already floating potential amendments to adjust a small portion of how community crossings is funded. So, you know, conversations around moving the supplemental EV registration fee to the normal MVH distribution. So we're still trying to, we've been working with INDOT to track down what does that mean for cities and towns. I do know that it is a small portion of community crossings, but we want to be sure to keep that program whole 
I'm not sure that he's going to move it, but I do think um, sometimes you see amendments or bills filed to start the conversation or to get stakeholders um, at the at the table earlier. So we'll we'll be keeping an eye out on that one and certainly update our members if that does get traction. I will say um, I do think that that conversation, whether it's this year or next year, is going to happen. And then same with property taxes. There have been some bills filed. So next week, uh, Matt and I are going to meet with Senator Mishler, who has a residential property tax bill that would essentially eliminate it, but does contemplate a re replacement mechanism and see, you know, are you really going to hear this this year or is it just to start the conversation for 2025? Hey, Jenna, back to the road funding discussion and the electric vehicle change, proposed change, I should say. Should we maybe talk about how that's sort of a microcosm of the larger discussion on roads and what it means on down the road for newly elected officials that maybe don't understand that whole process? Yes. So to back up, um, community cross crossings gets revenue kind of from three buckets. It gets it from a portion of the state sales tax on gasoline um, this EV and hybrid registration fees, which is, is kind of the, the center of the conversation this year. And then there's a registration fee on all cars and a portion of that also goes to community crossings. So this session, there's a conversation around this one bucket because big picture, um, NDOT knows that electric vehicles are likely going to take a larger share of the market and there's going to be less dependency on gas in that sales tax, which is the greatest portion of NDOT road funding. And so right now, the electric vehicle supplemental and hybrid fees only electric vehicles are only 3% of the market. So Representative Pressel's logic is, well, let's shift that over now um, because NDOT's going to need it, but then cities, towns, and counties will still have access through it through the normal distribution. So it's going to be that tension between the state's road funding needs, cities and towns' road funding needs, and how the market is going to change with electric vehicles. Well, we may have already covered this, but so we might have to. You might have to think of a of a different one, Jenna. But each week, I'd like to have a, a discussion about one bill, like what it, because we have the AIM legislative summary, which is a written summary of the top bills this week, and we have the bill tracking list. Um, we won't be covering, you know, five, six bills during this podcast, but I would love to hear from you about what's that one bill this week or on your radar that ha is giving you either the most concern or um, making you very happy. I think we'll go with some in between. I think in the legislative summary, you'll read about the eminent domain bill, you'll read about a, a surety bonds bill, and, and those are important to pay attention to. But one bill I want to talk about specifically because it is a legislator who proactively reached out to us to solve a problem is House Bill 1338, which deals with public meetings and meeting decorum. Um, so Representative Prescott um, his the mayor of Winchester reached out to him because in some of their public meetings, it was just getting out of control. Individuals were showing up, speaking over the, the council members, not letting real work be done. And so AIM obviously supports the balance between running efficient, transparent meetings, 
but also allowing conversations to happen in a productive way. So House Bill 1338 isn't a new mandate, but essentially clarifies what local units can do in terms of running meetings. And then I think a safety issue has been popping up um, where there are obviously local government buildings, they're public buildings, but individuals are showing up and going into any area. And there could be private documents in that area. It could be the utility office where it's individuals' addresses and bills that are on someone's desk because that's their job. And you have individuals showing up and, and kind of just not respecting boundaries. So this helps um, law enforcement, helps our members know how to best handle these types of interactions to one, allow for transparency, but two, to allow for the safety of employees and the protection of indi individual taxpayers' information. So while it's not something that, you know, we set out to work on this session, it is something that we're grateful Representative Prescott has looped us in on to, to ensure it's in a good place um, for our members. You know, I think my favorite thing that you just said is that he reached out to us to see if we could weigh in or work together. Um, I know during a lot of sessions, it's pretty frustrating when lawmakers take one isolated situation and, and immediately jump to a legislative solution. Um, but through those conversations, we can convey this is not an isolated situation. This is a chronic situation happening all around the state. We're seeing it with our members and we can be part of the solution. And uh, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. It's great to start this segment with with good news. Yeah, I'm trying. Got to be glass half full this early on. <laughs> Talk to um, me in March and I'll let you know how I'm feeling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> might, might get a little different. I understand. <laughs> Um, before we wrap up today, Matt, I heard you mention this week to some folks uh, talking about legislative dinner this year, February 20th here in Indianapolis. It's free to municipal members because we need a lot of participation to come down and, and sit, have a, you know, a pretty stress-free evening with legislators, getting to know them and, and reinforcing those relationships. So just talk a little bit about legislative dinner, some of your conversations this week, and maybe what we have planned. Yeah, I guess it's the next uh, opportunity for not only newly elected folks, but all of our membership to come down to Indianapolis, as you said, Jennifer, on, on the 20th in February for a night with legislators. Uh, we typically have very good turnout with the number of legislators and municipal members. It's just an opportunity, I think, for another opportunity for our folks to engage uh, their legislators, this time outside of their hometowns uh, in Indianapolis where the legislators work. Uh, it's just really important to maintain that relationship because you never know what issue will come up that your particular legislator is either leading or very involved in and to have that conversation now with them about how the community works, what the needs of the community are, is extremely important to have that baseline of information for them to, to move forward. So would really encourage everyone to come down. As you mentioned, I'll mention it again, it's free uh, for our municipal members. Uh, we just ask that you reach out to your legislators and invite them to come as well. And uh, we'll help with seat coordination and logistics and make sure you're uh, there with your folks uh, throughout the evening. So. Would really encourage everybody to come uh, come up or to come down to the, the dinner that night and uh, participate. Uh, we also have a legislative panel uh, that Jenna's working on securing speakers for. We've already got a pretty good lineup. We'll add a few more pieces to that. 
Uh, so it should be a, an excellent evening. Yeah, I'm really excited that the, with the addition of the legislative panel, we haven't done that for a long time. Used to do it sort of way back when, when we had a, a an entire day as opposed to a dinner. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm anxious to resurrect that. I think it will be great, be great for our members to just get a little glimpse into the discussions that you're having every day. All right, I think we'll, we'll wrap it up there for this week. Uh, be sure to read the legislative summary. Uh, highlighting five bills for this week. Definitely start reading that bill tracking list. It is, Jenna, probably as big as it's going to get for now. You know, give or take a few bills we may find out there. Um, but read that bill tracking list so you can see all of the bills that AIM is tracking this session and reach out to Jenna if you have any questions or concerns about what you're seeing there. Take care and we will see everyone or talk to everyone again next week.